You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com. Today is Wednesday, September 23rd. 2020 and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at built bar go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on you'll get ten dollars off your next order and while supplies last they're going to throw in a free cooler so make sure you take advantage of that lots of stuff to get into in today's episode today we're going to be taking a look at some of the odds that have been updated for the upcoming big 10 season i'm going to tell you which odds i like which odds i would stay away from we're talking win totals we're talking chances to win the big 10 championship game lots of good stuff for you penn state fans and of course if you're just looking to make a couple bucks off the big 10 this year we'll see if we can help you out along the way also former penn state running back saquon barkley has suffered a season-ending injury i'm going to tell you why i had a little bit of a flashback to a penn state running back of the past but we're also going to take a look at the reach that saquon has established himself in his short time in the nfl this injury news has really kind of opened my eyes to just how wide of a reach saquon barkley has at the next level so lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever podcasting app you may be listening to in today's episode. And of course, if you enjoy what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a reading and a review when we're done here and let us know what you thought about today's show and what you think about the podcast in general. You can also reach out to us in a variety of ways using the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitch. With all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get started. So as we know, the Big Ten has officially announced and unveiled a plan to come back and play some college football in this 2020 season, beginning the weekend of October 24th. Well, it turns out the Big Ten may not be the only conference that's going to be playing some football that weekend. There are some words and rumbling from the Mountain West Conference that there's going to be a meeting to decide whether or not they're going to be able to play football this fall with the same kind of target date being floating around as of the weekend of October 24th. So Hey, that'd be cool, and certainly it would give somebody like me who likes to stay up late watching college football on a Saturday into the wee hours of the morning, uh, that would certainly give us some more football to watch uh, throughout the day. But of course, first and foremost, if the Mountain West Conference feels that they are capable of doing this, uh, that would be great because it would be a positive sign. I don't necessarily think you should be playing football just for the sake of playing football. You need to make sure that you have all the protocols in place. And if the Mountain West Conference feels like they can do it, I say more power to them. They're obviously seeing that there are some other conferences out there, like the American Athletic Conference, Conference USA, the Sun Belt, most notably. Uh, There's evidence that you can be able to put this together. Now, obviously, every conference has been having their own hurdles right now. So it's not necessarily a given that just because you decide you're going to play football, even at a later time, like the Big Ten on October 24th, that you're going to be able to do it flawlessly. And I'm not even sure that we know that the Big Ten is going to be able to do that. But I think the hope is that there's going to be enough time between now and the start of that season where every team in the league, the conference, is going to be able to be on the same page, go through all the daily testing, and hopefully have a grip on this moving forward so that you're not seeing adjustments to the schedule being made on a day-by-day basis. Let's go to the ACC. On Tuesday, Notre Dame and Wake Forest has been scrapped from this upcoming weekend college football slate because there's been an outbreak in South Bend with the Notre Dame football program. 13 fighting Irish players in isolation, another 10 in quarantine. In a statement, Notre Dame announced on Monday that 94 football players were tested for COVID-19 
uh, on Monday, and seven of those tests were positive. And of course, the contact tracing, you got to go through and figure out exactly who's been in contact with who. Uh, and it's a mess. And I'm not criticizing Notre Dame. I'm not criticizing any school that has this kind of situation arise. As we've I've said before, you know, college students coming back on the campus is a big concern for the state of college football because I don't think you can trust college students to adhere to whatever policies you need to have. And Notre Dame is not a big school, so it's not necessarily a surprise that something like this is happening. It's not going to be a surprise if something like this happens at any school in the Big Ten. Even with all the protocols and all the testing that's going to be conducted between uh, the end of September and the beginning of the season and during the season, something like this could very well pop up inside your Big Ten schedule. And that's why going to eight games in eight weeks, it's risky. And maybe it's naive. I'm not even sure which way you want to go with that. But we've already seen a handful of games between ACC schools, not ACC non-conference games, although we've seen some non-conference action uh, be rescheduled as well. But we've seen a couple or a few ACC games have to be rescheduled, have to be pushed back, have to be delayed uh, because of all these concerns that are all going. So when the Big Ten does get started, let's hope and cross our fingers that everything's going to go as smoothly as possible. And the SEC is going to be getting play this weekend. And I'm, you know, this has been a delayed start for them. Obviously, they're getting a month's head start on the Big Ten. But hopefully, the SEC is able to go through their schedule. They're playing only conference games this year. But it's a little bit more spaced out than the Big Ten schedule is. Uh, hopefully, they're able to go through this schedule and not have to make any alterations to their schedule the way that the Big 12 has, the way the ACC has, and of course, these other group of five conferences that are playing. Uh, this is a reality. So scheduling making, it's very, very difficult right now. And maybe there's a little bit more flexibility out there. Obviously, UMass has decided that they're going to start playing football, <laughs> which is cool for UMass, I guess. I don't really know. Uh, how much or how many people are going to be tuned into UMass football this year? But obviously, there are teams out there that would like to fill some scheduling vacancies as they pop up. So if UMass says that they're ready to play, uh, hey, that'll be interesting. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure that it's going to be lucrative or financially rewarding for UMass as a way it would be playing non-conference games in any other year because UMass is an independent school, so uh, they're not going to be playing any co power conference opponents, I guess. So. I, I'm a little weary about their decision to come back and play. I'm wondering, though, if that will bring a school like UConn back into the fold. Or you know, will Charlotte be able to, no, not Charlotte, uh, Old Dominion. Will Old Dominion be able to sneak back in here with uh, their new head coach, Ricky Rowney? Uh, of course, um, not exactly going the way things were expected to with Old Dominion. But this is going to be very interesting to see moving forward. So we do know Notre Dame and Wake Forest not playing this weekend. Uh, Mountain West Conference could be coming back at the same time as the Big Ten. Still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with the Pac-12. But uh, again, lots of movement inside the season as it continues to turn as we move closer and closer to the start of the Big Ten schedule a month from today. I'm going to be completely honest with you. This podcast almost did not happen today because I got home from work on Tuesday afternoon after a long, grueling 10 hours at work, and I just didn't have the energy. I didn't really feel up to doing anything once I got home and got a shower and got all cleaned up and everything. But you know what? Built Bar came to the rescue, and that's why this podcast is here for you today because I went to the cabinet, grabbed myself a Built Bar, 
chewed into it, and all of a sudden, I was feeling a lot better. I felt satisfied. I felt full. I felt energized. I felt good to go, and that's why this podcast is here for you. So you can thank the Built Bar Mint Brownie flavor. It's one of their 12 original flavors that they have to offer, and that got me through it, and I highly recommend that. I also enjoy that orange Built Bar. You know I've been talking about that for a long time. It's a great one, but you also want to check out some of their new flavors. They've got six new flavors on top of their 12 original flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barchia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I'm telling you, that apple almond crisp, that is the perfect flavor for the fall season. But if you're done hearing me talk about Built Bar, why don't you go check them out for yourself? Go to BuiltBar.com, and you can also enter the promo code Locked On. They're going to give you $10 off your next order. So if you use the promo code Locked On, you get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And while supplies last, they're even going to throw in a free cooler. So how cool is that? You get $10 off your Built Bar order. That's great enough. But on top of that, while supplies last, you get a free cooler with your purchase. The protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar, it's even more deliciouser than it's ever been before. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. We're getting close to the end of the month. It's time to get that state inspection on my car done. And I'm feeling pretty good about it because I've been doing a better job of maintaining and upkeeping my car. But thanks to the folks at rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com, they're a family business. They know what it takes to satisfy their customers with the perfect online experience. And all you gotta do is go to their website, rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your car and the year, and it's gonna bring you up the entire catalog of every part that they have available for your vehicle. And on top of that, they're also gonna give you the best price is available. It doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a pro or a mechanic or if you're just a guy like me who really knows nothing about cars. RockAuto.com is going to make it incredibly easy for you. So go to RockAuto.com, enter the make and model of your car, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. So amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. With the Big Ten coming back, I was just waiting for the updated odds to be sent to my inbox. And lo and behold, on Tuesday, or at least on Tuesdays when I saw these odds pop up in the inbox, I received not one batch of odds with props and odds to win the Big Ten divisions and the Big Ten championship and over-unders. But I received two sets. That's right. Two different sports books sent me their odds, their updated odds for the Big Ten for this upcoming season. I just wanted to highlight a couple of them because obviously one of the first things you're probably going to wonder is how many games is Penn State being picked to win on the over-under spreads? Well, I've got good news for you. The Penn State is still being very highly regarded as far as uh, where they're going to be ending up this season. Now, I will note that the two different sports books sent me two different sets of win totals because the one book is using just the eight regular season games, while the other one is actually including Champions Week. So there is a slight difference, but I think that that's going to kind of account for it. And I'll just be honest with you, the, the two sports books that I'm referring to now, one was set from Sports Betting Dime, and the other one was sent on behalf of Bet Online. neither of which are sponsors. I'm just relaying this information as I typically do on Twitter, and even sometimes on Instagram, just for entertainment purposes, as they say, uh, informational purposes, because I know people are interested in this kind of stuff. Again, no sponsorships here. I'm not connected to either of these sports books. I'm just giving you my insight and my reaction to what I'm seeing here. So I guess the first thing we will take a look at is the updated win totals. Again, accounting for an eight 
regular season game or eight regular season game schedule for the Big Ten. The first batch here coming from Sports Betting Dime. They have Penn State listed at six and a half on your win total in just the eight regular season games. Ohio State's uh, the leader in the clubhouse with a seven and a half, and that's followed by Wisconsin at seven, uh, seven on the dot, seven point Followed by Penn State at six and a half, uh, Michigan and Minnesota each come in at five and a half. Again, keeping into account the eight regular season games, not including Big Ten championship game or the other games that are going to be slated that particular weekend. So six and a half, uh, it kind of makes sense, right? I think a lot of people expect that um, Penn State is probably going to lose to Ohio State. And as I've said before, there are some tricky road spots, including a road game at Michigan. I still think that Nebraska game could be some trouble too. And Iowa, even though they're at home, they're not to be overlooked either. So there are some potential spots for a second loss that would drop Penn State to six wins in that eight regular season win frame or eight regular season game frame. Interesting enough, um, bet online odds and the win totals have Penn State kind of in the same territory. Now, their odds actually reflect the ninth game that's added, whether it's a Big Ten championship game or one of the other games that will be slated that weekend against a team from the other division. They have Penn State at 7.5. Ohio State on their board is also the leader uh, in the Big Ten, as you would probably expect, at 8.5. So again, uh, you know, if Ohio State loses one game in either of those odds, uh, the the under wins. So, and I think Penn State probably still has the best chance to drop Ohio State to their under on the win total. But I think it's uh, pretty consistent as far as I'm concerned. I would be interested to see what the overall uh, over under wins for um, uh, sports betting time would be if they accounted for that ninth game. But uh, t- there, there you go. So <laughs> they're either seven and a half if you include the nine games or six and a half if you just talk about the seven games. So again, pretty consistent. Sports betting time also sent over a bunch of other odds and uh, kind of prop bets for the upcoming season. And I think you probably want to know who, who has the best odds to win the Big Ten East Division. Well, no surprise. Once again, Ohio State is still the favorite here. And there's really no reason to uh, suggest otherwise. There are minus 285 or 20 to 57 odds to win the Big Ten East. Penn State does have the second best odds there. They're at plus 700, followed by Michigan at plus 1,000. Indiana is at plus 2,900. Michigan State at plus 9,500. Maryland's coming in at four, plus 43,000. And Rutgers, hey, if you want to drop a dollar on Rutgers to win the Big Ten East, that's not a bad bet. They are at plus 125,000 to win the Big Ten East division. Now, if you want to know the odds to win the Big Ten championship, Rutgers is at plus 150,000. But of course, Ohio State remains the favorite to win the Big Ten this year. They're minus 145 according to Sports Betting Dime. Wisconsin actually has the second best odds to win the Big Ten uh, championship. And let's not get too carried away and overreact to this. Wisconsin's coming in at plus 830. Penn State has the third best odds on the board here from Sports Betting Dime at plus 1075 to win the Big Ten uh, championship. Now, of course, Ohio State is still the favorite. A lot of people view Ohio State as the, the most talented team, the deepest team. The Buckeyes being the favorite to win the Big Ten. Not at all a stunner. So minus 145, not too shocking there. Uh, and Wisconsin's going to have better odds than Penn State to win the Big Ten because Ohio State has the better odds to win the division in the Big Ten East. Wisconsin doesn't have to play in the Big Ten East. They don't have to win the Big Ten East. They don't have to get by Ohio State in the Big Ten East 
to play for a Big Ten championship, let alone win the Big Ten championship. So uh, again, it's not going to be too shocking when you see Wisconsin ahead of Penn State on the boards to win the Big Ten championship because uh, if Ohio State is the favorite to be in the Big Ten championship game, that makes it pretty difficult for Penn State to win the Big Ten uh, conference. So I, I totally understand. But Penn State getting the third best odds followed by Michigan, that suggests that there's still a, lot, a pretty good chance that the team from the Big Ten East is going to win the Big Ten. Sports betting time also broke down a couple prop bets for Penn State this upcoming year. Again, an over-under of 6.5 using that eight-game uh, model for their regular season odds and 43 to four wins to win the 43 to four odds to win the big 10 championship and 35 to one odds to win the national championship. They also have a couple prop bets for individual players. Let's start with Sean Clifford, Sean Clifford over under passing yards, 1,789 and a half in 12 games last year. Clifford passed for 2,654 yards with 23 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And then again, that was in 12 games. You're taking away four games off of these odds here uh that seems pretty spot on i don't think that that's too uh, outlandish either one way or the other i think that's probably going to be right around the territory we're talking about with sean clifford over the course of eight games uh and again not including whatever ninth game is going to be thrown in there so pretty pretty decent odds again that's about 900 yards fewer than what he passed for last year in 12 games and that also includes the bowl game uh, more Sean Clifford odds over under passing touchdowns, 17 and a half. Again, he threw 23 touchdowns last year in 12 games, You're taking four games off the board there, 17 and a half probably feels about right. If, if he goes, if he goes over Penn State's in really good shape here, because that means he not only has his tight end and Pratt fire move, which we're going to get to in just a second, but that probably means he has found some connections with his wide receivers. And if he can establish that rhythm with the wide receivers, Penn State's going to be an excellent shape as far as their offense is concerned elsewhere on the offense journey brown over under rushing yards 579 and a half let's keep in mind last year he led the team in rushing with 890 yards and that was in 13 games 202 of those came in that cotton bowl performance he never really had a, a tremendous amount of big rushing performances uh, he did have a couple 100 yard games one against minnesota once against indiana again against Rutgers to close out the year uh, and against, of course early on against pitt uh, but you know he didn't have a whole lot of big rushing totals throughout the year so I would actually lean towards the under, but I don't think that that necessarily means that I think Journey Brown's going to have a bad year. No means necessary is that going to be the case. I think Journey Brown's going to be a huge asset for this Penn State offense, and maybe he does rush for 100 yards more than five times in an eight-game span. It's going to be pretty difficult. I do think that some teams are going to take away from it, and I think that some teams or some games are going to see Penn State try to spread the ball around a little bit more. So I might lean towards the under, but hey, if he, again, if he goes over, Penn State's going to be in great shape. I'll throw one more your way. Pat Fryermuth, uh, of course, tight end, announced he was coming back and or going to play for Penn State this year. Uh, the over/under for TD receptions is set at six. I'm going to take the over because I think he's going to have a couple games where he has a couple touchdowns. And I think that over the course of eight games, that is certainly going to add up pretty quickly. And I do think that teams are going to prevent him from being the big go-to guy. I'm sure once they get inside the red zone, Penn State, when, when Penn State gets in the red zone, I'm pretty sure that teams will be keen on Frymuth because as of right now, he is the only viable option to go to in the passing game. Unless... Sean Clifford can find some wide receiver rhythms elsewhere because that's going to be taking a lot of pressure off of Firemuth. And that may even benefit Firemuth because that'll open him up a little bit more. Uh, but until Penn State finds some more wide receivers to rely on, 
Frymuth is going to be the guy inside the red zone that Clifford is looking to, and Clifford is going to be passing to. And I think that Frymuth is going to come down with a good number of touchdowns. You're playing eight games. I think seven touchdowns is not unrealistic for Frymuth. After watching as much college football as I typically do on Saturdays, I will admit I don't stay as plugged into the NFL on Sundays as I used to. Uh, certainly, I pay attention to what's going on. Uh, you know, it's more of a casual experience for me of uh, watching the NFL, and I'll pay a little bit more closer attention to the Philadelphia Eagles. Although I don't really want to this year, the way things are going, but I do know that Sunday around this week of the NFL was themed by the fact that so many players were getting injured. Of course, former Penn State running back Saquon Barkley, a team captain for the New York Giants, which we talked about recently on the podcast, by the way. Make sure you go check that out if you want. Uh, But Saquon Barkley, of course, uh, tore his ACL, and he is now done for the season. I highly advise you guys, especially if you're Giants fans, go check out our Giants podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Giants. You'll get all the breakdown and all the reaction on the Barkley news and, of course, uh, continuing coverage of the New York football Giants, as they say. But yeah, Barkley uh, tore his ACL and he's done for the year. And this is obviously the most significant injury that Saquon Barkley has had. He is certainly no stranger to being banged up. Going back to his time at Penn State, he's had a couple ankle injuries here and there throughout the course of his career from Penn State and now in the NFL with the New York Giants. But this is certainly the most severe injury that he has ever had. And it's tough for a running back, especially in the NFL, because the lifespan of a running back in the NFL is not typically very long. Even for a guy that is as talented and as athletically gifted as Saquon Barkley, you never know exactly how they're going to come back from a torn ACL. Now, it's not as devastating of an injury as it may have been 10, 20 years ago. Certainly, the advancements in medical technology and treatment have come a long way. And players not only recover from ACL injuries a little faster than they used to, but they're also coming back and closer to fuller strength, I guess, Uh, when they do come back and again it's not a guarantee and you just never know until you are finally going through the rehab and you're finally getting back into some kind of shape to play some football again we don't know when Saquon Barkley is going to be back but I would guess he'll be back next year the bottom line here is that while Saquon Barkley's injury is devastating news for the Giants fans it's clear that the reach of this news is pretty widespread and I think uh, that just shows you just how charismatic Saquon Barkley is uh, you know from a more national perspective now we, we all know he's certainly been landing endorsement deals <laughs> since he's gotten to the NFL he did that fun little commercial with uh, Eli Manning when he uh, first broke into the league as a rookie uh, for Visa which is a pretty funny commercial but he has since gone on to do some national promotions for Gillette for Hulu and now he, he of course he is a Nike athlete so Saquon Barkley is still one of the most uh, charismatic players out there and he is genuinely a good person that's what makes it all that much better and the fact that you know when something unfortunate like this happens to Saquon Barkley you see the outpouring of support uh, and you know you typically see a lot of this on social media anytime a star player gets injured and is done for the year but it's really remarkable just to see the kind of reach that Saquon Barkley has had and the kind of uh, reaction that his injury is getting. I will direct you directly to Saquon Barkley's own Twitter feed where he has retweeted a few, and this is obviously just a small sample size of some of the stuff that's been coming in in support and encouragement uh, for Saquon Barkley. But how about this? Barry Sanders, of all players, 
Barry freaking Sanders reaches out and extends his thoughts to Saquon Barkley and his family as uh, the injury news hit one of the best running backs of all time. And it's interesting because while Saquon Barkley is not going to be the next Barry Sanders, he's as close as we may have seen to what Barry Sanders could do with the ability to fly on the move and just the kind of the athleticism that Saquon brought to the field. I'm not here to say Saquon Barkley is as good as Barry Sanders. I'm not going to say that because Barry Sanders is an icon, a legend in the game. And you know, to play as long as Barry Sanders did and put up the kind of numbers he did on a team like the Detroit Lions of all teams, uh, it's just truly remarkable. And I don't know where Saquon's path uh, would be compared to Barry Sanders had he not been injured this year. But he's certainly one of the most electric players on the field. And any time that he is stepping on the field, he is a potential touchdown threat. And, you know, we have seen that in, in Penn State. We've seen that now in the NFL in his first two years uh, again. And it's just, just it's just unfortunate. But when Barry Sanders is reaching out to you, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Saquon, of course, uh, re- retweeted that. And that's got to be a thrill for a guy like Saquon Barkley, who certainly has studied his share of running backs in the past. And I got to say, when I saw the news about Saquon Barkley injuring his ACL, I had flashbacks myself. I had flashbacks not to anything that I experienced, but you know, being a fan of one of my Pence, one of my favorite Penn State players of all time, Kajana Carter, fresh out of college, left the, uh, the Nittany Lions after that 1994 season, goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, and in his first preseason game, he tears an ACL, and that was pretty much the end of his career. Obviously, Kajana Carter hung around, uh, battled back, and he floated around a little bit in the NFL for a few years, but I always wonder what would have happened had Kajana Carter not been injured, and that's the thing about NFL running backs. You just never know, and anybody can tear an ACL. There's no question about that, but it, like I said earlier, you know, running backs in the NFL, they have a very short lifespan. <laughs> typically. And I think that Saquon's got plenty of good years ahead of him when he does come back from this, because I'm sure he's going to come back. And he's already kind of setting the tone there. You go to his Instagram page, he deleted all of his photos, except for one photo of him being carried off the field and Kobe Bryant. So he's got that Black Mamba mentality going for him. And hey, if that if that mentality works for Kobe, works for Kobe, then I'm sure it's going to work well for Saquon. So he is un- he is undeterred. He is determined. And uh, if there's any player that I have faith is going to come back uh, next year and start kicking some butt on the field again, it would be Saquon Barkley. So we will wish Saquon all the best moving forward as he continues with his recovery and his eventual rehab. And even as an Eagles fan, I look forward to seeing him back on the field as soon as possible. I'm sure he'll be back there ready to go in 2021 hopefully things are more back to normal overall in 2021 but until then we count down more until the start of the big 10 college football season it's going to start in a month guys so we've got lots of preseason content still on the way so make sure you hit subscribe on your whatever podcasting app you may be listening to this episode in right now and make sure you leave a rating and review let us know what you think about the show and of course you can reach out to us at any time on our social media platforms by using the username locked on nittany on twitter instagram facebook and twitch my name is kevin mcguire Contribute to AthlonSports.com. You can check out all my coverage there on AthlonSports.com. Check out my Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And don't forget to give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Be sure to check out the Locked On College Football Podcast. New episodes every Monday through Friday. And I'll be on there every Thursday. So check me out with my co-host Matt Moscona. 
We're going to help you get ready for the upcoming weekend of college football. And of course, don't forget about the Locked On Big Ten podcast. I was on Monday's episode, but there's new episodes of that podcast for continuing Big Ten coverage every Monday through Friday with a great lineup of hosts joining our friend Ben Stevens on a daily basis. So go on to the note today. Have a great day. Come back. We'll be back here again on Friday. And in the meantime, you can catch us on Twitter at Locked On Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.